Hello, I'm Jeff. My wife and I host Message of Hope. Message of Hope wants to be your weekly inspirational, motivational, and non-judgmental friend to help you through your week as we share Bible truth and life experiences to let you know you're not alone. Let's join Sandra to see what Message of Hope she has today. Hey, I'm Sandra, your host. And today, I want to share with you where you find true love in this messed up world. You know, when you're young, you seek love from another person. Maybe one that shares your interest or someone who inspires you. Or maybe there's a strong physical attraction that you feel like needs to be present to make you get the warm fuzzies about someone. And you begin to think of them as someone you want to spend the rest of your life with and share your hopes and your dreams with. You know, somebody to be your rock and your anchor. And once we think we found them in the heights of our romance and steamy love for each other, it seems this person is perfect for us, and, and we feel life is going to be amazing, and everything's going to be okay, that we're no longer alone, and our feelings of needing someone are finally met. The problem is, after some time, the warm fuzzies, they kind of dissipate as we settle down into our relationship and walls start coming down and you begin to see underneath that love cover, I'll call it, and things aren't as magical as they once were. You begin to see the real person because nobody can stay dressed for the interview for this position in your life forever. I mean, at some point, they have to be true to themselves and just be who they truly are. And they usually are a bit different than you thought once that steamy fog lifts from around you so that you can see more clearly what's really in front of you. But for a side note, I'll also say here that uh, all those feelings we just spoke of are selfish reasons. You know, I need someone to make me feel okay, to make me feel valued, to make my life more meaningful, etc., etc. I just thought I'd point that out. I don't know about you, but in my life, this kind of thinking and pursuit of happiness to be found in another human being led to a lot of disappointments, tears, regrets, negative feelings about my spouse, and my first time around, ultimately, divorce, which created a domino effect on many other areas of my life, like my kids being raised without their biological father, struggling as a single mother of three, etc., etc. But today, Speaking as someone who has been there and done that, you know, I've been young and I let my feelings guide me as well, but now, a much older version of myself, I am seeking things with a much different perspective than the one I had when I was younger. Bear with me a few minutes and try to truly see under this love cover with me. In churches, I had heard and read the scripture in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 7, about it's best if you actually don't marry, but if you can't control yourself, you should marry because it's better to marry than to burn with passion. There's no hard rule on one or the other, but rather it's up to you whether you marry or not. But in Philippians 4.11, the Apostle Paul shows us contentment. He said he had learned to be content regardless of any circumstances that he was facing. What's amazing about that is I now realize that it was written while he was in prison to show us that he was content even while suffering great hardship. We need to be more like that, to learn to be okay regardless. Anyway, 
Whether it's to marry or not, we all seek some form of love, some form of acceptance, inspiration, motivation, security from someone else. You know, someone to be your rock and your anchor. And the thing I've learned is, if you're only seeking these things from another human, you will always have some type of disappointment. Sometimes of second-guessing your choices, because guess what? Just like you, that significant other is not perfect. We all hide behind a facade of, I'm good, my life's good. We don't want to be vulnerable or seen as weak, because we know this world will eat you alive if you are. But the fact is, from the time of Adam and Eve, we have been prone to sin and to disappointing each other. As a believer, I have experienced throughout my life that there is only one you can count on for true love, only one who is unchangeable and whose love will never fail you. Romans 5, 15-21 reads, But the gift that God was kind enough to give us was very different from Adam's sin. That one sin brought death to many others. Yet in even a greater way, Jesus Christ alone brought God's gift of kindness to many people. There is a lot of difference between Adam's sin and God's gift. That one sin led to punishment, but God's gift made it possible for us to be acceptable to him even though we have sinned many times. Death ruled like a king because Adam had sinned, but that cannot compare with what Jesus Christ has done. God has been so kind to us, and he has accepted us because of Jesus. And so we will live and rule like kings. Everyone was going to be punished because of Adam's sin. But because of the good thing that Christ has done, God accepts us and gives us the gift of life. Adam disobeyed God and caused many others to be sinners. But Jesus obeyed him and will make many people acceptable to God. The law came so that the full power of sin can be seen. Yet where sin was powerful, God's kindness was even more powerful. Sin ruled by the means of death, but God's kindness now rules, and God has accepted us because of Jesus Christ our Lord. This means that we have eternal life. Amen. Yeah, as I've grown older, I'm just beginning to understand the magnitude of why the laws, the Torah, were given and their significance to our day-to-day lives. We have to know these laws and abide by these laws because our understanding, our faith, our hopes, our dreams, our present situations and circumstances, our future is all found in the laws that were given to us. Just reading them can bring not only knowledge and understanding for a much improved life, but gives hope and comfort to the reader. This past weekend presented some difficult circumstances and feelings of lost hope to myself, and I sat down feeling depressed and discouraged. I opened the Bible and just read through the scriptures that I'm about to read to you today. They became a prayer of sorts that I was saying to God as I read them. And they speak of his undying love and commitment to you and me that cannot be found in anyone else as we look under the covers to reveal God's true, unchanging self. And I believe if you will spend some quiet time reading them, they will show you where to find your rock, your hope, your anchor, so that you can endure and overcome whatever is happening in your life. 
Our Lord, you bless everyone who lives right and obeys your laws. You bless all those who follow your commands from deep in their hearts and who never do wrong or turn from you. You have ordered us always to obey your commands. I don't ever want to stray from your laws. Thinking about your commands will keep me from doing some foolish thing. I will do right and praise you by learning to respect your perfect laws. I will obey all of them. Don't turn your back on me. Young people can live a clean life by obeying your word. I worship you with all my heart. Don't let me walk away from your commands. I treasure your word above all else. It keeps me from sinning against you. I praise you, Lord. Teach me your laws. With my own mouth, I tell others the laws that you have spoken. Obeying your instructions brings as much happiness as being rich. I will study your teachings and follow your footsteps. I will take pleasure in your laws and remember your words. Treat me with kindness, Lord, so that I may live and do what you say. Open my mind and let me discover the wonders of your law. I live here as a stranger. Don't keep me from knowing your commands. What I want most of all and at all times is to honor your laws. You punish those boastful, worthless nobodies who turn from your commands. Don't let them sneer and insult me for following you. I keep thinking about your teachings, Lord. Even if rulers plot against me, your laws are my greatest joy. I follow their advice. I'm at the point of death. Let your teachings breathe new life into me. When I told you my troubles, you answered my prayers. Now teach me your laws. Help me to understand your teachings, and I will think about your marvelous deeds. I know that was kind of long, but I thought it was very important for you to hear. You might also hear this thunderstorm that's going on in the background. As I read this this weekend, I was stressed, and I found such peace after I did. It was confirmation to me that he is fighting my battles for me, even when I don't realize it and that I need to hold on to my anchor, my hope, my future, which is my God. If you all give this some thought, I think you will find, as I did, that the type of love we want is the type of love that we can only find in God. Yet we repeatedly and mistakenly pursue finding it in other human relationships. I'm not saying it's wrong to want someone to walk with us in this life, I'm just saying we have to realize they, like us, are imperfect people. We all sin. We all fall short in our relationships. God is the only one who will never leave or forsake us. And we get closer to him and feel his love more richly when we know him by knowing his laws. This, in turn, will also give us a more loving and forgiving heart as we deal with those that we love daily. With that, I'm going to sign off for today. Please take a second to like, share, and comment, as we would really appreciate your support and feedback. And you can check out our blog and find notes on each of our episodes at msgofhope.com. Now, I want to pray for you before we go. Ready? The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Until next time, peace. Peace.